guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with yours truly. My name is Katie Bilotti, and every single week or most weeks when I have a chance, I sit down and I record these podcasts, which kind of resemble my digital diary, just the things that I think about, the things that I care about, and the things that you should care about too. And so, wow, that just like, that was a really good intro. Snaps to me. I think I deserve a sip of wine after that. Mm. Sipping some red wine. I don't know how I feel about it. It actually tastes more like a, like a red blend. I'm very into Sauvignon Blanc. And um, why did I say that? Cabernet Sauvignon. I need to take a wine class or something. I took so many wine classes in Italy and I just like did not retain any information. Except for how to hold the stem when you're drinking white and hold the actual cup when you're drinking red. Anyway, <laughs> we got off topic very quickly. Uh, tonight's episode of Thick and Thin is a bit less structured than normal. I actually don't even have a sponsor or anything for you guys. I just, you know, wanted to sit down and just free flow, speak about things that are bothering me, things that I care about, you know, the usual. But the very, very overarching theme for tonight's episode is stress because I've been experiencing a lot of it lately. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say not more any more than usual. Um, honestly, I feel like I've always been overcome with these stressful moments in life, as do many people. You know, even when I'm like maybe even at my happiest, like when I look back and I was at my happiest in various situations, I still had this underlying little nagging feeling of stress in my life. And I think that a lot of this stress was rooted in the just genuine or general uncertainty of life. You know, it's it's just this this beast that we can't control. And even when we think we are in control and we are controlling it and we're living our quote-unquote best life, you know, it has a knack for, you know, pulling the rug out from under us and we are like, wait, what's going on? What just happened? Like everything was great and fine and dandy and now everything is a mess. So I am constantly, I think, stressed by that concept and by the fact that life is so uncertain I don't know what I'm gonna be doing in five minutes five years five months five seconds it's just like this very uncertain beast and I get very anxious about that and so I don't I hope I didn't just like stress you out with that concept there but you know it's one of those things I think we've learned to just ignore and just you know just know that we're not in control and that's okay but there are moments where we kind of are, we kind of forget to forget that, you know, and we're like, whoa, life is stressful and uncertain. So tonight I'm going to be talking about stress and moments of anxiety. And I'm not, uh, you know, I, I don't have anxiety, but I do feel anxious sometimes. Anyway, this is kind of all, you know, born from this moment that happened to me today at work. Um, as you guys probably know, I work a nine to five. I work at L'Oreal and I do social media um, and digital content and stuff like that. It's like this huge title now that's kind of evolved. It's like I have all these things that I do. Essentially, it's a very creative job and I really do love my work and I feel like I am, I'm, doing, I, I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing right now. Let's just like put it at that to begin. And so I was sitting at my desk this morning and I think a lot of this honestly probably had to do with the, you know, insane amount of caffeine that I had drank because I don't know, I just like drank this red eye coffee and thought that it wouldn't affect me anyway I was really tired when I woke up this morning okay like Tuesday I woke up and I was like wow I am like I am feeling good I'm gonna get this you know take the take this day by the horns and really like you know make the most of it and today I was like uh uh-uh, no thank you like is it Friday yet so you know we go through the waves we go through the motions but I was at my desk post coffee and I was just you know going through my to-do list for the day I have these like 
lengthy to-do list that I always make for myself in the morning first thing and then sometimes before I leave the day before like you know the first thing you know top of line things I should be focusing on you know because there's a lot of projects so I was looking at my to-do list you know I was getting these messages on my computer we do like um messaging within the office and people were asking me questions and the coffee and you know my phone I was talking to friends about like a sensitive issue that's been you know and it just was a lot of things were happening okay a lot of action (laughs) in my morning and not to mention I had just woken up like an hour prior to this you know so I was like whoa like this is a hot mess of a morning and all of a sudden I just felt like very strange like my heart started beating really fast I got like a little bit like my stomach I don't know it was this weird feeling I don't even know how to describe it was like I just got really really stressed like my my throat was kind of like feeling weird my you know my breathing was funny I was like oh my god oh my god I need to take a walk. So I walked away from my desk. You know, I walked into L'Oreal's a beautiful office. I walked around um, the corner to this little sitting area that's right by like this amazing view of the city. It's like a really, honestly, the best office like that I could possibly dream of for my first job. And I sit on this couch and I'm like, whoa, I need to like collect myself. I like did the four second breathing. If you guys don't know what that is, look it up. You know, the breathing exercises where you, you know, like you think like you, it's like a little thing you got to look up. It's kind of visual. It's like a square. Anyway, so I was just breathing and I was like, whoa, like, whoa, girl, Katie, get yourself together, gave myself a little pep talk and then I was fine. Like in the grand scheme of things, everything's great. I woke up this morning feeling healthy. You know, I am paying my bills on time. I, you know, I've gotten a lot of projects done. I have a lot to do, but I've gotten a lot done. Like I just thought about everything that has gotten me to this point. I am okay. I am okay. I'm okay. And that's like what I recited to myself. And I honestly don't have these little like panic attacks often. It's not something that I've I've ever experienced often luckily thankfully Um, but every once in a while I think like honestly everyone feels this way it's like not something that's abnormal at all so you know that's honestly what kind of got me thinking about stress and got me thinking about making tonight's podcast episode all about stress this one moment of just extreme whoa you know boiling over it's the pot that boiled over and I was like whoa I need to take a second and like I said after that I was totally fine and had a great day productive day got everything on my to-do list done okay pat on the back another sip of wine for that one Mm. oh I don't think I like this wine anyway (laughs) continuing on um I want to first of all pinpoint I think the biggest area where I feel stressed because it, it shifts it definitely changed it has changed as I've gotten older not to say I'm very old, I'm 23. I mean, it's natural that we are concerned about different things. We're stressed about different things. And in certain areas of our lives, you know, we have things that we don't have in other areas, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the current mindset you know, the current stress that I feel is stress about my present. You know, the future, it just, you know, for some reason, it just seems really bright to me. Like I, I get excited thinking about the future. You know, when I've had more experience in my field, when I've lived in the city a little bit longer and I don't feel so nervous in the subway in like certain, you know, instances, just when I've had more time to just, you know, experience this post-grad life and all it has to offer and like just get kind of used to it, you know, and make it my bitch, so to speak. Um, I've never really been like very preoccupied with the past or like I haven't really dwelled on the past to be honest I kind of you know see it as like a chapter that's done and closed and that I'm moving on from and nothing from the past you know really can hold me back situation which has always been good about me I guess but you know like I said the future kind of just like looks a little hazy but I've been recently getting very preoccupied very obsessed with my present and whether or not I'm doing the present right and I get nervous you know, even though I feel secure at some moments, well, I'm like, 
having a little, well, okay, I just ate Chipotle, you know, <laughs> I'm having a little digestion problems. What was I talking about before I had this Chipotle moment? Um, oh, I'm stressed about my present because I always am just curious, curious, you know, curiosity is my main, you know, thing that I focus on in my life. I'm always curious and I think that, you know, you can never learn too much like I'm always learning always striving to you know be better in my intellectual self um but I get a little bit worked up thinking you know considering the idea that I might thrive better somewhere else and if that means you know doing another job or being in a different city or being you know surrounding myself with different people and I get really caught up in that and you know I think that we all have this this stress in our lives, you know, this this concept that we all want to be somewhere better than we are right now. You know, there's somewhere better out there for us. And I don't, somewhere is not like the, you know, all-defying word. It's like something, someone. Like, you know, we we just get very, you know, caught up in the idea that maybe we aren't in the right, you know, situation. And I think, you know, I was thinking about this the other night and actually – was like thinking about it in bed while I was reading a book. I put the book down and I grabbed my journal. I think everyone should have a journal, by the way. It's like the best investment you can ever make for yourself. Not that it's a crazy investment. I think it's more of a time investment, but having a journal and writing down your thoughts because your future self will really thank you. Um, Anyway, that's besides the point. But I grabbed my journal and I wrote down this. I wrote down, it feels like we're reaching out desperately trying to grasp something, but our eyes are closed. We don't know what we're reaching out so desperately for in the dark. It seems to take shape, the shape of a job or a city or a boy. But as soon as it seems to form into a tangible shape, it disappears. takes the shape of something else that we still don't know. We crave distant places and passion, but then we we don't. And then we do, and then we don't. And that, okay, that little last part there was something that I, this, this really works me up. Because it's like, okay, I think of all these things, the places that I think are better for me that I'm not. You know, okay, the logical person would be like, okay, Katie, like, you know, then move, then quit your job, do something you, you know, you feel more comfortable in, whatever. Not to say that I don't feel comfortable in my job, but you get the point, you know, like, you know, shift gears, change your situation. But here's the thing, guys, like I have moments and waves of like, oh, I wish I was doing something else somewhere else. But then I have waves where I'm really happy where I am. And so it's like the, the devil angel situation on my shoulders where I'm like, okay, am I doing the right thing? you know, I'm doing the right thing. I'm not doing the right thing. It's like this whole stress of like conflicting. I am literally such a conflicted person. I think that's the way to describe it. And that is what stresses me out. So that is the root of my stress. 11 minutes in, I have finally described the root of my stress. And I always, you know, aside from that, I think that, you know, something honestly that drives this stress, that motivates this stress is comparison buzz word of the century on this podcast because I've talked about it quite a lot but you know comparison is the thief of joy as we all said and heard and you know it's become a very tired phrase but you know I've always said um you know you have to practice the idea that their success you know this other person's success and wherever they are is not your failure and also kind of you know paying homage to our last episode You truly do not know what everyone or anyone is going through. You know, you see what they want you to see. So remember that. That's just a little like tidbit for you guys. But I think, you know, I always get very caught up in the success of others and thinking, you know, I get kind of obsessed with this role model 
um, mentality, you know, I become kind of obsessed with other people's lives and how they've made it. And I think that honestly ladders back to the idea that I, I love like these entrepreneurship podcasts. I don't know if it goes, if you guys know that I love them, I think I've talked about them a few times on my Instagram stories, but I love listening to stories like, you know, podcast episodes, Ted talks about how people have made it you know, entrepreneurs just talking about, you know, the the lengths they went to create their, you know, whatever and, you know, how you can too and their biggest tips for success and all that stuff. And I just get very inspired by them, but also I feel pretty stressed out while I'm listening to them because I'm like comparing myself. And the one that I really, really love um, is called How I Built This with Gary, Gary, Ra- or Gary, that's not his name, Guy, <laughs> Guy Raz. Um, and it's an NPR podcast. Um, I'm looking at it right now. My favorite episode is the one with Allie Webb, um, who's the founder of Drybar. If you guys need to listen to one of them, I would listen to that one. Very inspired by her story, but I also was just, you know, caught myself thinking, like, how did she do that? You know, how did she not let all the stress of failure get to her? You know, I think that the the biggest failure, or wow, <laughs> that just gave you the whole little punchline there. The the biggest, you know, area where I feel stress is fear of failure. You know, and I, I, I fear letting myself down, letting down everyone around me, you know, failing in any sense of the word. And I saw this, um, this, it was like on Instagram, you know, one of those like Instagram videos, like really short bursts of like highly edited content of someone talking about something. And it was um, Gary Vaynerchuk. I always get nervous about saying his last name. I don't know why. Um, but he is like, you know, everyone kind of knows who he is. He's, uh, his company, Vayner, is actually in my building at L'Oreal. So I have a particular interest. Um, but basically, he is this like insane entrepreneurial guy who just has, you know, he's really inspiring. And also, he just like tells you what you don't want to hear, but what you need to hear situation. And he did this little um, this little bit where he was like, you know, talking about 22-year-olds, which is a year younger than me, but still not not far off. A lot of you guys are probably 22 or turning 22 or somewhere near there. And he was like, 22-year-olds, man, are like getting stressed out about, you know, where they are currently and what they're doing and like getting stressed that they're not doing enough. And he was like, here's the thing. I'm 40-something years old and I still feel youthful. I feel young. I feel full of energy. I feel like I can do any new thing tomorrow and I'm 20 years older than you, just know you have so much more time. He kept saying that. He's like, you have so much more time. And that's something I think that we don't, we don't think about, honestly. We, we do, but we don't. You know, we, we know, you know, somewhere inside of our heads, we know that we have time, obviously, um, or hopefully, because, you know, the future is not finite. You know, things could happen, anything could happen, and you could not be with us tomorrow, you know? So you got to keep that in mind as well. There's all these freaking conflicting things I swear to god but anyway you know kind of you know the idea that you have time but we get so overwhelmed with maybe even overwhelmed with all the time that we have you know it's like we just want to figure it out now but here's here's the truth guys and not to say I know everything I actually don't know a lot of things honestly there's more things I don't know than what I do know but this is something I do take to heart the idea that even the people that we look at that seem to have it all together, you know, all ironed out and, you know, tied up with a crisp bow, you know, their lives seem so perfect and so maybe not even perfect, but just they seem like they just know what they want. You know, it's a very sexy idea, knowing what you want and getting that and just sitting happy and proud on top of your, you know, on top of your pile of things that you've accomplished, you know. Even those people still 
you know, feel stressed and they still don't know what they're going to do tomorrow and they still probably sometimes feel like they don't want to be where they are or they want to be somewhere else. You know, we all want to be somewhere better than where we are and for even the most successful people, the people that we want to be, they still can probably think of somewhere better. You know, I've heard this said by a lot of entrepreneurs, the podcast I listen to, etc., that you know, the harder thing, like it's, yeah, it's hard to make something of yourself. It's hard to become a household name. It's hard to become successful, but it's even harder keeping and retaining that success, you know, getting all the numbers, getting all the money and not becoming a one hit wonder or someone that just like dwindles out and, you know, doesn't retain their success. And so, like I mentioned, like everyone has different stresses at different points in their lives and their, in their story. And so, you know, the stress truly never goes away. But, okay, we're going to shift gears and this is going to become more of a a pep talk, okay? I'm going to talk more about now what to do, you know, when you do feel this stress and how to snap yourself out of the panic attack. You know, the thing that I experienced earlier when I was just overcome with stress to the point where it physically affected me. You know, what to do after that or during that, so to speak. And so... I want to, you know, introduce a topic, kind of a question or kind of a, it's kind of a a metaphorical, you know, picture sort of deal. Um, And actually, this actually came to me, um, not came to me like in like my mind, but came to me in a DM from one of you guys. So thank you to my listeners. You guys really know what to send me at the most appropriate times. It's like actually scary sometimes when you know exactly what to send me. But someone sent me just a very simple phrase. They're like, The same boiling water that hardens an egg softens a potato. (laughs) Which at first I was like, what the heck does this even mean? But then I toyed around with it in my head a little bit and I, you know, broke it down a little bit more. Um, And basically, you know, what that means is the boiling water, the same, you know, circumstance, the same situation, okay, the hot water is a constant. Two different things react completely differently based on what they're made of because obviously potatoes and eggs are made of two completely different things they are completely different tastes among other things they're just completely different entities okay and they react differently in the same circumstance so honestly the way that we, we react to circumstances has to do with what we're made of so I'm just gonna let that you know boil in there <laughs> in your brains a little bit you know just think about that because You know, when we're in a tough situation, when we're in the hot water, so to speak, you know, when we're in hot water, that's like a a known phrase, you know, when we're in, you know, dealing with stress, when we feel like we are literally screaming because we are so overwhelmed or dealing with something maybe like a breakup or, you know, job troubles, you know, whatever, does this soften us or harden us? You know, do we become hard? Do we become, you know unfeeling and just hardened like I don't know how else to say it like or do we remain soft and you know that can be taken two different ways because you can say like oh it gets soft because it's becoming weaker you know just think of it the way you think of it but for me I always kind of I strive to remain soft in this world I remain you know I don't want to become hard and and angry and bitter about the situation you know I want to remain soft and happy and excited about life and optimistic and so that's the way I see it but you can consider it a, mo- a number of ways there's actually also probably a lot of articles on this because it's a known thing apparently because I talk to my friends about it, and they're like oh you've never heard that analogy I'm like I guess not okay there's so many analogies in this world okay I'm not the uh, analogy queen although I like to be 
I, I would like to be. Um, but then, you know, I was thinking about this all day today in natural Katie fashion, like thinking of something like all day until I've thought of every single angle. And I was thinking about other things that encounter hot water, other things that I might be more familiar with considering I actually don't eat eggs, which you guys are probably shocked by because everyone I tell is like so shocked. I just never really found a taste for them. Like, yes, I like them in things, but I don't like put an egg on the stove or like however you make an egg and eat it for breakfast like that's just not something I've ever done and I'm working on it I'm working on refining my taste a little bit more but anyway that's besides the point but (laughs) you know something else that I'm more familiar with that encounters hot water and I thought about coffee because I'm obsessed with coffee I love coffee and then I thought about coffee beans and how coffee beans encounter hot water too but instead of I guess they kind of I mean I don't want to go there but like the whole main premise of this is coffee beans, when, you know, they encounter hot water, they change the hot water. They, you know, shift the property of the hot water and they make it into something enjoyable, into something that makes people feel passionate about their lives, that makes them excited for the day because they have coffee in their veins and they can do anything, you know. I want to be a coffee bean. Like, screw the whole egg and, I don't know, potato situation. I want to be a coffee bean because I want, you know, to change the circumstance, you know? And as, you know, it sounds poetic and pretty, but, like, I I genuinely think that it's possible to be a coffee bean in this world and take the hot water in stride and make it into something better. And I don't know if I just, like, mind-fucked you or something because when I first came to this conclusion, I was like, oh, I was sitting at my desk. I'm like, oh, my God, I need to write this down. I need to make a whole freaking podcast about coffee beans. <laughs> but then I was like, okay, maybe I'll introduce this halfway through so the people I haven't lost in the first 20 minutes are like, ah, this is the good stuff. You know, when things are at their worst, you get better and change the situation for the better. And I think, you know, when we're dealing with all this stress, guys, It's hard to think of it like I want to make this world better when you're stressed because you're like, fuck this, fuck everything. You know, maybe in kinder words you say it, but for me, I'm like, fuck this, you know, like I hate this, like this sucks, you know, and instead of thinking kind thoughts about the world and about the rest of the people that do this grind every day, we get selfish and we just think about how much our life is going to ruin and we just can never think of anything else. We get very, you know, you know what's it called like introspective but to the point where we're only thinking of ourselves and I think that the best possible thing that we can do for this world when we encounter hot water when we encounter stress is be a fucking coughing coffee bean well I just butchered that that empowering statement be a coffee bean because like I mentioned last week, everyone is dealing with their own personal battle that you know nothing about, their own personal story of heartache and triumph and stress and everything. And I think the best possible thing that will, you know, the thing that will transform you and will make you feel better is lightening the load, you know, making someone else's stress diminish or at least seem like it is less, you know. You know, it's, it's this weird concept of like scratching someone else's back will eventually scratch yours, you know, or like, I think honestly, helping other people is the way that we can, you know, internally, you know, deal with the stress. Because it momentarily reminds us, first of all, that we're not alone. And second of all, reminds us what an impact we have on this world. You might not think it, especially when you're wallowing in despair of your hot water situation, but you have such you have such a hand on this world and you have such a role here. Never think ever for a second that you don't have a place here, that you don't have, you know, a a prayer 
or, you know, you don't have an impact because I know this world can feel very big, very, very big to the point where you are such a small fish in a huge pond. But believe me when I say that even if you just impact one other person, maybe even someone you don't know, just posting something on your story, I don't know, that is an impact because those little things make waves. I promise you, okay? And, you know, when we're dealing with stress, you know, it's one of those things we're going to deal with till the end of time. But it's one of those things where we have to remind ourselves that it's okay to take time for ourselves. That's like a very big concept. A lot of you guys ask me how I personally deal with stress. And I think the biggest practice, the biggest thing that I do, physically do, besides, you know, practicing breathing and such, is taking time for myself to remind myself who I am. You know, because it sounds like a very simple concept of like, oh, who am I? I'm Katie Bellotti. I'm 23. I live in New York, whatever. But who am I really, you know, and what do I care about and what are the things that actually make me excited in life? And I think that when we remember our passions, when we remember the most intimate details of ourselves, which in this fast-paced society, like some of those things can get lost and can get left behind and swept under the rug and we forget about those things. When we remember those things, we remember why we deal, why we do things to begin with that instill stress in our lives. Like why do we even do what we do? If it causes us stress, well, it's because it actually also instills such a happiness in us. And, you know, we have to, you know, kind of make a pros cons list and rate our pros and cons. And if the cons outweigh the pros, then, then yes, it's time to move on. But if the pros consistently outweigh the cons, there's always going to be some cons, you know, then we got to keep going. Got to keep going, honey. You know, and I, I wrote that down. I, I wrote down, um, you know, keep taking time for yourself until you're you again. And I put that on my story and so many of you guys related to it. So that's when that's when I usually know that what I wrote down wasn't complete bullshit and it's something that actually means something. You know, and kind of going back to the idea of what you bring to this world, it's I think a lot of us get kind of caught up in living, obviously, the thing that we do every day, <laughs> every second of every day. And we we look at the world as a place where, you know, we're supposed to get things from it or like the world brings us things like we live and we, you know, live in this, this, this world and essentially we live by the means of the world and we don't have any, you know, anything else that we live for. It's just kind of like we go with the motions of what the world brings to us. The world brings to us a person that we love or brings to us a job that we love or, you know, and we give all the power to the, to the universe and not to ourselves. And we forget that we have such a hand in this whole thing. We have, you know, it's, it's, it's about what you bring to the world, okay? And you bring so much and I know it's easy to forget that, but you do. And like I said, you know, it, it honestly brings me so much joy. And this is another way that I combat stress is reminding other, other people of their worth. Because truly that, like reminding other people of the things that they care about and reminding them, you know, about the things in their life that are beautiful and that are, you know, spectacular and so exciting and things that we get excited about, you know, reminding people of those things and just helping people remember you know, their true essence. I think that's something that really helps me with my own personal stress is just helping other people, which sounds, you know, it sounds philanthropic philanthropic in nature, but it's also, you know, it helps me in a way. Um, and I think, you know, we have to remember the goal in life is not to live forever. You know, the goal is to create something or instill 
instill some sort of feeling or some sort of leave some sort of imprint on this world that lasts forever that does last forever because we won't but I think it's you know even if it's just as small as you know telling someone a truth about themselves that you see that they might not you know reminding someone why you're friends with them or something special about them or you know maybe just like in one moment of you know to be quite honest a lot of times when I'm like drinking and with my friends and I just sometimes you get those moments where you just look around you're like wow I love life like these are my people these friends these are amazing girls and guys and like I am so lucky to be surrounded by them because they make me a better person that's like how you should always feel about your friends and your significant other and everyone you you know you surround yourself with you should always feel like you are growing and they're making you a better a better version of yourself a better person maybe not a cooler person but a better person more well-rounded more worldly more considerate of every notion you know that there is and I think you know it's so like it's personally rewarding guys when you honestly when you see someone's face after you tell them a truth about themselves or about them that you've noticed because you know, let's be real guys, we get very caught up in our day-to-day and in the things that we're not and the places we aren't and we forget how much good, how much goodness there is inside of us and in the things that we do so mindlessly every day. The things, the way that we are, the way that we compliment people, the way that we just like are courteous and kind, we forget that because those are like small little, small little, you know, little explosions in the 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 greater scheme of all the things that we're not and we get so focused on what we are not and we don't remember or think give any thought to the things that we are and wow that was a good thought <laughs> sometimes I just say things and I'm like I didn't write that down where did that come from um because you know here's the thing guys we might not ever know where we're supposed to be or if the place we are right now is where we're supposed to be And despite the fact that it is a glorified and sexy idea to know exactly what you want and, you know, be confident in every aspect of your being, it's not realistic. And although I did say at the beginning of the podcast that I'm not stressed about the future per se, I think that, you know, every, the stresses that I have currently in my present sense do kind of relate to the future, whether I, (laughs) I don't really like think about it like that, but like everything I do in the present affects the future. So me saying that I'm only stressed about the present kind of means, you know, in hindsight that I am also stressed about the future. So here's a little like concept that, because I think a lot of, honestly, a lot of people are stressed about the future and maybe I am, maybe I don't really identify it, but I probably am. You know, the future will arrive when it is meant to arrive or when it does arrive. You know, the universe is going to do what the universe does, Okay. Like the whole situation with the egg and the potato, the hot water is going to occur. Like the hot water is going to consistently occur, you know, and so will the future, you know, but you don't have to exhaust yourself trying to figure out when and how and who and what and all those, you know, situations, you know, you don't have to exhaust yourself. You shouldn't exhaust yourself with all of those questions when, you know, it's going to happen the way it's going to happen, you know, and it's, it's to the point where it's like, You just got to make the world a better place to be for other people and for yourself. You know, you, you spend most of your time, most of your life in your head. So make it a good place to be, you know, be constantly thinking thoughts about how you can make the world a better place, which sounds so corny, but it's like, it's true, you know, find places and in mechanisms and, you know, soapboxes, you know, places where you can truly affect the world you know 
fill people with things that they did not know existed, with feelings they didn't know existed, with words they didn't know existed. And you're going to do it in your own way because we're all good at something, you know, whether you, you know, you kind of forget that sometimes or not. It's like we all have something that we are good at. Okay, and it might not be something that everyone else is good at, you know, and a lot of things, honestly, I'm really fucking bad at. Like I can name a million things I'm really bad at, but I think one thing that I am good at or a few things, there are some things I'm good at, but I think one of the main things I'm good at and what I, my mechanism or my method of helping people is with my words, with how I articulate things and how I am honest with people and how I you know, even when my friends and I are just doing the most simple of things, I feel like I am someone that brings some light to a situation. You know, maybe not light as in like funny because I'm not very funny intentionally, but just some sort of upside, some sort of silver lining. That is something that I strive to always bring to every situation. You know, and I've kind of noticed this about myself. Like someone will be talking about something that, you know, bad that happened to them or some unfortunate situation that happened to someone else or like just kind of reflecting on something bad. Like especially living in New York, I feel like a lot of times we're talking about, you know, issues, um, a lot of social like justice issues and my friends and I do think like that and we we have very what's the word like um very smart conversations we also have some stupid like really fucking disgusting dumb conversations and such but we also do talk about like important things and things that like I mentioned I feel like my friends and I we make each other smarter and better and just more well-rounded and more in tune with the you know the the issues that are facing today's age and whatever because it it all affects us guys even if you don't think it does it does that's a whole different podcast episode but you know I think I always do try to bring some sort of silver lining to every single hardship that we talk about you know I'm always like well you know that's that but if you look on the bright side and I actually like totally triggered a memory in my head. Um, my grandma who died when I was, I think around 10. So maybe a little, I was like 10 or 11, I think. It was so long ago. I don't even quite remember. But my grandma, you know, was such a, like, it was a kind of a blur that I spent a lot of time with her because my mom worked full time and my dad worked full time. So when I was growing up and my little sister was like very young, like she looked after us a lot. I went over to her house a lot. She lived not too far away from where I lived when I was, first growing up and she would always she honestly was probably the first person that ever believed besides my parents of course but the first person that really believed in my creativity believed in my crazy mind and you know I a lot of this is based on what my mom told me because I don't quite remember a lot from when I was under the age of 10 but I used to like you know write out things that I thought were words and I had my grandma I was like what does this say because I would not I didn't know how to you know, create words or write like especially long words. So I'd like, you know, put together the letters that I knew and write them down like on a sheet of paper. And I'm like, grandma, what does this say? Like thinking that I was like some sort of genius, like writing all these letters and they definitely meant something. And she would, she would like playfully lie to me and like be like, oh, you just wrote the word rainbow. And she'd like always say these like really beautiful words that definitely did not exist on the paper. Like I definitely did not write those. But she always made me think of the silver lining of every situation you know, I remember, oh, I'm getting like the feels talking about this because I just, I wish that I had more time with her. My mom's probably listening to this episode and getting very emotional herself because she knows how much of a light my grandma was in my life and how hard it was when we lost her. But, you know, she did talk, to, bleh, teach me 
the concept of looking on the bright side. And she always said that. That's one thing I will never forget. Maybe it was a memory that my mom told me, but she always said this thing, look on the bright side. And I think, guys, when we're dealing with all this stress, when we're dealing with all the ugly bits that life throws us, the most, the best thing that we can do is always consider the silver lining, the, the, you know, the sunshine that can be, you know, peeking through the clouds in life, the things that are good in this world when there's all this bad. Just think about the good things and how those good things have survived. You know, it's like a, a flower grows back after it's stepped on because it has the seed and it's just, you know, flowers grow back after they're stepped on. You know, that concept, it's like there is always, whether you know it or not, well, you probably don't know it. And especially, like I've mentioned a bunch of times, when you're in that funk, you don't see the silver lining. It's impossible to see it. But, you know, sometimes you can rely on other people to show you that. Whether it's people you know or people you encounter on the street or people that don't even know that they're a light, that they are. And so, like I said, the best thing you can do is strive to infuse that into other people's lives because, you know, it's all one big circle. It's like what goes around comes around. It's like a Starbucks drive through when someone pays for your drink behind you and then you pay for the person in front of you. And, or wait, how do they? No. Person in front of you pays for you and then you pay for the person behind you. You know, it's like that endless cycle until some jerk messes it up. But, you know, that's besides the point. It's one of those things that, you know, what goes around does come around, I think. And, you know, you just got to make the world a better place to be for you and for everyone else, whatever that means for you. And like I said, sometimes, especially creative people, guys, you have to take a second to recharge. You can't be that hustle girl every single day. I know it's a very glorified idea in this society to hustle. Like I used to have this um, like framed picture on my wall, freshman and sophomore year of college before I lost it. I don't know where it went. And it said hustle, like in all caps and like a pretty font that I got off of um, Etsy. And I had it framed above my desk and I was like, yes, I got to hustle, 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 do all this work and, you know, not sleep and just not concern myself with anything besides the work. And it gets really exhausting and it gets to the point where that's not something you can sustain yourself on you know I just I want to like leave you guys with this thought because I've (laughs) sufficiently rambled for a long time about a lot of stuff but think just think you know in your head of all the things that you've done all that you have survived to get to the place where you are now don't discount yourself you know you got to trust in the process I sound like a like I'm going through recruitment it's like when I did a sorority recruitment they're always like trust the process trust the process you know you'll end up where you're supposed to be but this kind of applies to life it's like I can't believe I'm relating sorority recruitment to life but because it's a really messed up situation sometimes like honestly I look back and I'm like how did I freaking do that (laughs) because you know it got me a good thing but the whole process is very superficial that's a whole other episode but gotta trust in the process guys And I'm not going to lie, I was just, you know, sometimes when I do these podcasts, I just like mindlessly scroll through um, Instagram while I'm doing it. And I came across Emily Weiss of Glossier um, posted this on her feed and it just like literally it's like bright blue. So it popped up. I just put it on my story. So if you guys are, um, you know, consumers of my story, you would already see this. But it said, if you obsess over whether you are making the right decision, you are basically assuming that the universe will reward you for one thing and punish you for another. The universe has no fixed agenda. Once you make any decision, it works around that decision. There is no right or wrong, only a series of possibilities that shift with each thought, feeling, and action that you experience. So I'm going to leave you guys with that concept. (laughs) It's like pretty huge, but it kind of goes back to the whole universe concept I was talking about. You know, it's, it's the type of thing where you can't get too caught up in what everyone else is doing. And I know it's hard. 
And you got to remember that you have so much time. Trust that process, this process of life. Because if you help people, I promise, and if you give something good to this world, it will reward you in some way. Maybe not as fast as you want it to or, you know, in the way that you want it to. But I think that the biggest thing you can focus on when you're stressed is how, you know, how you can touch this world in a way that will help you. And maybe not even selfishly help you, but will help other people, which in turn helps you. So, okay, <laughs> that is it, guys. <laughs> I talked about a lot of things for 40 plus minutes of your of your life. You can never get that 40 plus minutes back. But I hope you guys enjoyed or, you know, were interested in what I talked about tonight. And I am looking forward to talking to you guys again next week. So that's a wrap. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.